Well, everybody, I'm wondering what AJ Preller has about me in his secret database. This is the StuPod, the Yahoo Sports Baseball Podcast. I am Mike Oz. I'm Liz Rocher. Who is not Chris Swick. Chris Swick I'm is not. on vacation. Uh, Liz is uh, two weeks in a row on the StuPod, Liz. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. We're doing like the triangle of podcasting. It was you and Chris last week, me, me and you this week. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen next week. Maybe it'll be all three of us. Ooh. So, that would be fun. The Padres. Uh, we got to talk about the Padres this week, I feel like, on the show. they've. <laughs> I, I, I don't know of a team that has blended itself in more kind of weird controversies. We, we it, it looked like it was going to be the White Sox this year as like the team that ended up in weird controversies. Well, but, it was like the White Sox have all the personnel issues. Yeah. For them, it's all their players clashing with, you know, front office. But... The Padres front office is clashing with, I guess, everyone else, but the players on their own team. I wish the Padres would hire Drake LaRoche as their interim general manager. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> so we're, we're going to talk about the Padres. We're going to talk about the Cubs, who have uh, clinched a uh, clinched a, their division title. And I, I mean, I know it's September, but that still feels early. So we'll talk about that. Uh, I have some some Adam Jones things to say. And I think I'm just going to quiz Liz on um, some some facts about Liz since we we actually, I think, messed up in not having Liz on the podcast sooner. There's been a couple times where I'm like, oh, I should have Liz on and then it's too late. And so I'm glad you're here and I think we'll just, uh, I'll just kind of irritate you by asking you some questions. All right. All right. So let's talk about the Padres. Um, I, I have very many questions about the story. The quick recap, I guess, for anybody who doesn't know. The Padres GM, A.J. Preller, was suspended for 30 games by uh, Major League Baseball yesterday after it was it came out, and baseball didn't say this, there's an ESPN story that kind of said all this, that um, they, the Padres kept like the sort of rule-skirting database on player health info, which is, they shouldn't do, and weren't kind of giving up the real info to people in trade practices, and uh, the Red Sox got mad, and, and whatever. A.J. Peller got suspended. Um one of my good friends is a, is a Padres fan, and I saw him last night, and I asked him about it, and he said, uh, well, why are they going to suspend, like, what are they suspending him from? Like, what is AJ, what is AJ Peller even doing this time of year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, what, 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 he's not doing anything. Um, so, I guess, Liz, Liz first question, I, I, like, how big of a deal is this? Because it, it's kind of one of those funky, you know, stories in line with the, the Cardinals and the Astros thing, where, you know, you're venturing into a world that, we don't necessarily hear about normally in like sports controversies, but then at the same time, as you read the details, you're like, Oh, this is, this is some like next level sort of like not quite espionage, but you know, sort of on that level of just like, this is, this is weird, man. This is next level. I mean, I think, I feel like it should be a big deal. I hope it's a big deal to other teams, but they have to do, I mean, if they want Padres players, they have to do business with them. And so they're going to have to sort of, trust that they're you know in the future they're doing what they're supposed to be doing um you know I I I love how the Padres brass you know the ownership they don't seem to think it's a big deal they also seem to think it was an accident how I mean he didn't know he didn't know what he was doing this was all a total misunderstanding it's an accident that he you know kept two different databases and told people to keep big things out of the one that goes to everyone else and to keep a very detailed database for them that was a total accident but you know what it sounds like to me it sounds like a like a 
like a you know businessman who's trying to like launder money in a like you know in some Cayman Islands bank account like oh I didn't know that I didn't know I couldn't do that like no. oh I did I I had to, I had to keep my money here so you guys can look at it oh I didn't I did I'm sorry don't put me I in had jail. to pay I taxes <laughs> I, did, I didn't know and that's no. kind of that, that was kind of funny to me like in the, the whole statement like I I I guess I learned something from this and it's like huh? <laughs> what. And yeah, the the Padres, you know, the, all their all their ownership. Who let's let's also note that you know the Padres, their their main dude like went pretty hard at, at the players this year, and like went after the players. Uh, you know, said some really bad things about James Shields, and and um, and then and then just like yep, yeah, it's cool, it's it's cool, AJ Preller, no big deal. Like you're all good, man. We're we're not gonna we're not gonna punish you. Um, you have our full support, and I'm like, are you the same person? Like, is, you know, well, what, I mean, what's going on? That says to me that they knew. They knew, or when they found out, they're like, oh, yeah, we have really no problem with him doing that. I'm, we're glad he was doing that to get a competitive edge, however slight it might be. Yeah, I, um, The Padres are just a mess, man. I was going through yesterday I, trying uh, to figure out all the people they've made mad this year because they, you know, they made mad the, the San Diego Gay Men's Chorus. Um, they, they made the Filipino Heritage Night people mad. They made the Marlins mad. And I really think that you have to you have to mess up to be the team that, like, oh man, they they really did the Marlins bad. I mean, because nobody likes nobody wants to like like the Marlins. No. And and if you did the Marlins wrong, if the public perception is you did the Marlins wrong, then you are really not doing things correctly. And I think, I don't know, like if if you ran the Pirates, what would you do with AJ Preller at this point? And let, let's take into account the entire. You know, body of work here, which involves also, you know, making some really, in retrospect, um, trades maybe he shouldn't have done and signing some free agents he shouldn't have signed, uh, starting with James Shields and then just having two disappointing years. And now this. I mean, do you keep AJ Preller? Like, what do you do? No, I don't. Like, in addition to his history, because he's been suspended before um, for violating international signing rules when he was with the, the Rangers. Um, he's also been fined, I think, for an illegal workout, uh, a legal international workout um, on top of this, which is it's not just one guy saying to one other guy, yeah, we're going to do this. This was a this had to be a huge department wide thing. He had someone had to order everybody who dealt with Padres players and their health information to specifically do these things. I mean, I. Uh, sure, he's doing a great job. Yes, let's let's just keep him around. I don't I don't see how he's doing anything but continuing to drag the Padres further and further down on the list of teams that everyone thinks are stupid. And I I feel like there's a in sports, you know, there is a, a agreed upon way of you know, you don't want to give up all your all your injury information, you know, because to give your to get let your opponents know what's going on. Mostly thinking about football here and the way Bill Belichick does it. And, you know, we're talking about kind of two different things in the sense of, like, trades versus, like, you know, advantage in a game. But, you know, I think there, there's a line there of, like, hey, we're going we're gonna to do things that help our team win versus we're going to sell you a, a car that doesn't work. <laughs> that type thing, you know? Like, like there, there's, there's a line there, and I think that, you know, we're, we're on the opposite side of it in this one. And uh, like Bill Belichick is, you know, I, I think even probably uh, beloved in some way for kind of the way he 
you know, does not does not tell anybody anything about injuries. And, um, you know, that that's one kind of interesting way to look at it. And then there's like sort of this what the Padres did. And it's like, okay, like they've basically decided we're going to have two separate, you know, pieces of data here or pieces of information. And we're going to let you guys see the one that's not complete. And we're going to have this other one for ourselves. And I don't know. I mean, it just seems like the difference to me is AJ Preller for, for everything that you've said is not looked at as some like genius, like Bill Belichick or someone who is kind of, you know, operating in this way where he's going to get gain the best competitive advantage. Because if he were, we would probably see a different result on the field for the Padres. And I don't know. I mean, his track record there is not good. I don't understand why ownership would be so quick to come out and be like, yeah, he's our guy. Like, uh, you guys might want to rethink that. I mean, other than I think they're just all what? What else are they going to do? I mean, where they keep AJ Preller? Where else does he go from there? And who else? I mean, I guess I'm sure the Padres could find someone. But after this, I mean, the Twins are having a problem. The Twins, who have <laughs> a, a system full of players who have underperformed and who, with the right guidance, could be a really excellent team, they're having trouble finding an executive to lead their team with the Padres being such a garbage fire of ridiculousness between their, you know, their owner just shooting off at the mouth. I mean, these two, they deserve each other, I guess is what I'm saying. I do think it's interesting that, and you bring up the twins and and like my read on that situation was, I feel like if you're a smart baseball mind or, you know, executive type person, because there's, there's a lot of them out there. Uh, there's not a lack of them, but I think they're smart enough to avoid the bad jobs because they know that if they go somewhere and it's a mess and, you know, they're, they're not able to kind of do what their vision is because of the people higher up or whatever, then that's going to mess up their, their trajectory, you know, versus, you know, they'll go probably to a place like go work at the, with the Cubs or the Astros or some of these teams that are a little more forward thinking and, you know, take a job there versus a place, you know, maybe like the Twins or the Padres where you're just like, what's the vision? You know, what are you guys trying to do? And I think that's sort of an aside from the Padres, you know, the A.J. Peller thing. But I do think that's interesting. Like, you know, there's a lot of, like, talented and smart people out there who probably could be GMs, but then they're also kind of like, or president of operations, I guess, in in some cases. And they're even they're smart enough to kind of back off of some of these jobs because they know that if, if, if it's not good higher up, then... It's not going to be successful. To go off on this tangent for just a minute, I I wonder, I know there are a lot of smart baseball minds out there, but I also feel that a lot of teams are so narrow in who they'll consider and who they'll look at and the qualifications they feel they need to have. And all the smart baseball minds out there, for all of them, they might not consider, I don't know, 98% of them because... They don't have the experience they feel that they need to have. You know, baseball, I don't think, is ever going to get, is really going to get super innovative until someone is willing to be innovative and hire someone super different. You know, the Brewers hired a guy who's younger than I am Yeah. recently, and I think that couldn't have been a, a better thing to do to actually get some young blood somewhere in the game making decisions. Yeah, no, you're right. 
And but but again, I guess to my point, like somebody like that isn't gonna like I think smart is smart enough to go somewhere where he's not just gonna be set up to fail, you know? Absolutely. And I think that that as we look at the Padres situation, to me, like that's what I see. Like I I mean, when you have the the main dude ripping into players in the media, like come on, you know that that's just not a that's not the right tone you want to set for your organization. And so I, I would say the prob- the problems with the Padres are even higher probably than AJ Preller. Oh yeah, I mean, but on the bright side, if the Padres' job does come open, they you know that if you screw something up majorly, they are not going to fire you. <laughs> that's true. That is true. They even they even brought they brought back the DJ too, which uh, I think as as it turned out wasn't that whole thing wasn't necessarily his fault, but they brought him back. So I guess maybe it's maybe it's harder to lose a job with the Padres than than we thought, unless you, unless you're James Shields who. They just really want to get rid of. Yeah, unless um, you're a player on the field winning the games for them. Or <laughs> losing, I guess. The, let's talk about uh, where James Shields is, Chicago, but not the White Sox, the Cubs, who clinched uh, the NL Central last night. It was a little uneventful in the sense that they had one of those those clinches where they didn't, it wasn't because they won, you know, the the Cardinals lost, so the Cubs, the Cubs clinched the division, which to me kind of bums me out because I, I like to see, I, I like them to be able to celebrate and you know, we can see all the hijinks that come with with that. And uh, I, I was reading a story about you know David Ross. Uh, he had, he was walking home from the from the game last night and uh, stopped off in a bar to watch the last couple minutes of the Padres. I mean, the, the Cardinals and Giants game, and then you know saw they clinched the division and had a shot at the bar and took a cab home. You know, so it's definitely not like kind of that like hey, let's Aww. spray champagne on each other kind of a thing. And I think the Cubs obviously will have more more opportunities like that. But uh, the first thing I was like, oh, after all that, the Cubs they don't they don't really get like the you know full on like celebration. But I think, yeah, that's I think a little come. sad, <laughs> right? Like, oh, that is. Maybe maybe they'll make up. Maybe they'll do it today. Like, but that's always kind of weird when the other teams do that too. Like they've or they're waiting around for however many hours to see if you know somebody loses and then they kind of like back their way in. But yeah, I mean. You would. I was surprised knowing the Cubs that like Anthony Rizzo wasn't walking him home, right? Or Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant just aren't behind David Ross. <laughs> Here, let us get you that shot. But, um, a, they seem like fun dudes. On a more serious note, uh, so the Cubs are in for sure, and which is not you know surprise anyone. But I think the big question, and really the only question in baseball this postseason, is going to be: Can the Cubs actually do it? You know, everything else is secondary. It, does, it doesn't matter. You know what the the Nats do or Bryce or, or you know the Rangers none of that matters as much as the Cubs so I I am on record in March or April or whenever it was with I did not pick the Cubs to win the World Series so I have to live with that I have to, I have to <laughs> accept it um I, I don't that view is not necessarily reflect you know right now current Mike Oz but um that's fine I understand these are the predictions you get saddled with but Liz you didn't do predictions with us because you joined us after after we did that so um, you have a free slate here. Are, are the Cubs going to win the World Series? I'm on the spot. Um, on the spot. I don't know. That's as someone who's had her heart kicked around in the playoffs. Uh, at least you know five years. It's been five years, and yet it still feels like yesterday. Um, I the best team rarely wins. Yeah. The best team rarely wins the World Series uh, because when you toss teams together for, you know, five games, seven games, like anything can happen. 
that's why baseball is 162 games in a, in a season. It's, you know, it's long. You see how people do over the, the long. I'd like to see them win, I think. I think. I mean, I see no, re- yeah, I see no reason why they shouldn't win. Um, they're fun. They're young. I like Joe Madden as a manager a whole lot. Um, I'd like to see them do well in the postseason, at the very least, just to see all those young players have a whole lot of fun. Um, the thing that, for the Cubs, for me, that, like, what I didn't see and why I didn't pick them I, is definitely the emergence of Kyle Hendricks. Like, I always thought they needed someone else. Um, even last year, like, you know, they just need one more starter. And I, I it, this is actually funny. And now that I think I didn't realize this till right now when we were saying this, but, um, so I'm going to, I'll get, I'll get to the, the funny story, but, um, I think, I think having Kyle Hendricks step up and not necessarily to be like a Cy Young type pitcher, which he obviously has evolved into, but I mean, just to be, you know, a good enough, like, you know, be like a solid, really solid number three guy. I mean, he potentially could be their, their number two guy at this point. Um, but I think I think that is you know the thing that I really wasn't seeing from the Cubs. I'm like, yeah, you know, I know the lineup is great, but you know, besides Lester and, and Arietta and you know, I, I mean, Lackey's obviously you know a, a veteran. And I thought he could be good, but I feel like they needed one more person to really be like kind of that that powerful postseason team. Um, so you know, I think really to me, like the the emergence of Hendricks has made me think that you know they they could really do it. So my funny story is spring training. I was, I went to go play MLB the Show um, at like their their launch thing, and I was playing against Anthony Rizzo for anybody who might remember this, and I beat him in MLB the Show. Um, <laughs> very proud of that. But he, so he was pitching Kyle Hendricks against me. He was playing as the Cubs, and he, and he had Kyle Hendricks pitch, and I was like, oh, Kyle Hendricks, huh? Not Arietta. And he's like, oh, Kyle Hendricks, man, he's really good. Da, 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 da. And I'm like. All right. So props to, Anthony, props to Anthony Rizzo <laughs> for, for being ahead of the curve on like the Kyle Hendricks train, right? You know, like he he was there. Like, uh, I, I will give him that. But uh, to, to answer the original question, I, I at this point I can. I can see the Cubs winning it. Um, even though, you know, it doesn't happen like you said. I think I, I wrote about this earlier this year. I think that the last time the best team, the best record-wise team won, I want to say it was at least 10 years ago. That just, it doesn't happen a lot. You know, a lot of times it's been kind of these wildcard team or this team you don't really expect that kind of goes on a run. I mean, the Giants uh, a couple of years ago were a wildcard team. Uh, the Mets, the Mets, the Mets won the division last year. Or were they, no, they, they won the division. But I mean, they definitely weren't. Yeah, they like did. The, yeah, they were, the... they weren't the power team though, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just kind of, you know, the Royals, the Royals were good last year. But, um, you know, for the most part, like, you know, it's it's always kind of like that team, more like I don't know the who would be kind of the like Giants that. every two years. Well, not them this year necessarily, but uh, like a like an Indians type team. You know, like the mm-hmm. team that kind of like gets hot, and you know, you're like, how are they doing this? And you know, they often win the World Series. But I, looking at it right now, I mean, I don't know. I I definitely come around the Cubs. I think they have a pretty good shot. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote about the Dodgers earlier today, and uh, which is Friday, and, you know, I was looking at their rotation and thinking, all right, how many dudes do they really have, you know, if Kershaw goes down, if Rich Hill accidentally gets hit by a pitch or something, and when you mentioned Kyle Hendricks on the Cubs, I'm like, yeah, they have, like, a they've got serious depth. Yeah. I mean, they lost Kyle Schwarber this year. Early on, and this is where they are. Everyone thought, "Oh God, well, this is this is clearly it." Yeah. 
it's all over before anyone has played a single game. Um, but I mean, they've got a serious amount of depth and if they're, I, I think I agree with you. I think I do. I'm going to say it. I agree with you. If only because I don't know if I want any other, if I can imagine any other team doing it. I've convinced you. Although I do think an Indians, an Indians world series would be cool. Uh, yeah, I can hear my boyfriend saying, don't you want the Indians to really do it? And, uh, yes. The Rangers, the Rangers would be cool. I, I think so, too. But, I mean, I don't know. The Cubs, I, I think it would be great to see. So The Rangers have come so close yeah. a lot in the last, like, five, six years, only to have the rug pulled out from under them at the very last moment. If there's, if there's any reason I want them to win, it's just for that. Because, ouch, that's got to hurt. What I, what, I, what I want to see happen. This is my dream scenario now. I, I'm going to, I just thought of this right now. And I think it would be the best the best possible thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. Rangers win the World Series. Adrian Beltre wins the MVP or whatever. And he's doing his little post-game interview. And he just says, okay, fine. Everybody touch my head. And, <laughs> you know, like, like that would just be fantastic. So that, that is my new number one uh, playoff scenario. Rangers if they win, win, that's all it's going to be. It's just going to be everyone touching his head while yeah. celebrating. Yeah. And he's just like curled up in the fetal position. <laughs> That'd be great. So uh, I want to talk about Adam Jones. I don't know that you necessarily want to talk about Adam Jones, but hey, we're going to do it. Um, I think a lot of people Let's probably go. don't want to talk about race and sports and stuff at this point. Like, I, I know everyone, I feel like there's an exhaustion level that I hear in uh, from from some people, and that's some of them. I mean, I think it's it's interesting. You know, I, I mean, I, I as much as I like sports, I also am interested in other topics. I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those people who watches sports to forget about everything that goes on in the world. I think that you know what happens in the world is part of what happens in sports, and that's why I think these conversations are valuable. Absolutely. Um, so the Adam Jones thing, I think, is fascinating. Um, you know, just from what he said. Uh, which uh, I'll, I'll preface all by saying, like we've had him on the podcast earlier this year. If you listen to it, you know that he's a smart dude. You know he's eloquent. He, um, you know, is not just sort of. I think in, in that interview specifically, not just sort of you know flying off at the mouth. Like I think he was, you know, knew what he wanted to say and, and conveyed it. And, and then seeing the response it got, both from you know I wrote about it. So like both what I got in my email and like you know, my social media, and then seeing, like, the response from other people, like Tony Russa included, who, uh, R.I.P. Tony Russa murdered by Jeff Hassan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. But, uh, yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, Jeff Hassan just obliterated Tony Russa. Call yeah, eviscerated is yeah. the word I like to use. That's yeah. exactly what he did. Yeah. Um, but in, and even, in, even in, in that case, I feel like there's still sort of just the response that I see from people. I feel like there's there's just something that's missing in the conversation, and you know I think obviously the quote of Adam Jones saying baseball is a white man's sport is you know I mean it's going to get people to respond to it, and people are really hung up on the on the numbers. And I had a lot of people writing me saying like, well, what about this percentage of Hispanics and this percentage of and I'm like that's not what he's saying. Like he's not saying that he was specifically talking about how there were you know like fewer black players in MLB than in in the NFL. Which is true. I mean, you know, we're, they're comparing, um, you know, two races and their involvement in two sports. So it's not like, well, um, you know, there's there's eight percent, you know, black players, but there's thirty percent Hispanic. So there you go, minorities. You guys have a place in baseball. Like, <laughs> like how condescending is that? Stop but, talking now. You're out. You're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're fine. Trust like, me. Seriously. 
but I think the thing that's getting lost in the conversation, at least to me, and, and, I, and I say this not necessarily about like pundits and stuff, because I'm sure people are talking about it, more of just like the casual fan, like the person who emails me or the person who tweets at me or whatever. Like he's not he's not saying that that only white people play baseball. He's saying that the people in power are 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 mostly white guys, and like he can't speak up because he does not speak from a place of power, um, and that's absolutely true. Like that, yeah. that's not about percentages. That's about you know the NFL having you know uh, so many black players that they have they have power. I mean, you know, you can't have the NFL without them. Um, and in baseball, you know, I mean, obviously there, there's value to to black players. I mean, there's great black players in the league. Um, baseball as a whole, you know, is trying to spur involvement in those communities through things like the RBI program, which are important. But at the same time, there's a difference, I think, between having value and having power. And, you know, what, what Adam Jones talks about, like what I see or what I think about as I, as I ponder those comments, which to me, again, I think, you know, one very important part of this is that people are so quick instead to try to tell someone why they're wrong instead of thinking about where that person is coming from and, and what they're saying, which to me, that was like the main crux of the Adam Jones post I wrote is like, hey, think, of, think about what he's saying and, and why he says these things and where he's coming from and, and show a little empathy to, to the situation he's in. So I think what people aren't getting is that he doesn't, you know, feel like him and people like him have any power in the league. And if you look around, I mean, there, there's one black GM, there is one Hispanic GM, and one Middle Eastern GM, right? Um, there is, what, two minority managers? Maybe three? I think two. I think so. Two? Um you know, there's there's just not a lot of representation in, in in the people who hold power in the league, and you know we're not talking about you know which which players are from which countries. We're talking about what kind of, what kind of power they have, and I don't know. That's just my 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 thing I wanted to say about Adam Jones. So there you go. I think you're right, and I don't know if I have anything substantive to <laughs> add to that uh, because I have I have many opinions on on a power in baseball, but many of them are based on women in baseball. There you so go. I'm sure that's a, a topic for a different day. But it's a similar, it's a similar discussion. And I think that, I mean, something that you and I were talking about before we got on the podcast, we were talking about, um, you know, the show pitch, which debuts on Fox next week. And, and Liz is going to be writing some stuff about it, but I think it'll be interesting to see how much those people that, you know, get frazzled by the idea that the game they like is changing so much. Um, get, riled up just by a fictional idea that there could be a woman playing baseball. Oh, I'm sure there, I'm, I'm sure that will drive hardcore baseball fans for some reason away from this show, which from what I can tell, isn't going to really, is going to use baseball as a backdrop, but it's not going to be about, you know, every single day, a woman is, is invading the sport that you love every day. And you must watch it on this show that you can turn off if you want to. You know, I, I, the whole thing is so ridiculous. It's I'm, a fictional show. I'm just waiting for that, though. Like, you do realize you are getting upset about something that's happening in fictional television. In, in makeup world, like, the, the, the guy who played Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell <laughs> is playing her catcher. The father from the Wonder Years is playing the manager. Like, this is not real life. 
He could he be a good this, baseball manager. I think. Like he, he looks, he yeah. looks exactly like he could be. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's a good, good casting right there. That, that yeah. may be that. You know, that's that's another running to me for most authentic thing. Just that he would look like a, he would look like a manager. Yes, least authentic thing besides a woman being in baseball is that. Um, God, Mark Paul Gossler, Zach on Saved by the Bell, uh, who plays the catcher. You could just is, call him Zach um, Morris. Zach Morris, I will, because uh, I, I of course, still heart uh, Saved by the Bell. But he is, I think he's 41, 42. Um, he looks a lot younger because he's in Hollywood. And in Hollywood, people who are o- older always play younger people. Like high schoolers in, in every movie or TV show that you've ever loved are almost never played by high schoolers. Uh, but there's no way that there'd be a 41, 42, 43-year-old catcher in Major League Baseball. He'd be dead. <laughs> Jake Taylor. Jake Taylor is... He'd be a husk. Oh. I mean, it would just, he'd be, you know, it'd just be like little feet and arms. He'd just be completely worn down from all those years behind the plate. I can't imagine. That's another That's another Padre thing. If I was more clever, I would think of a way to weave that into the, the Padre's discussion from earlier, but I won't. I'll just say oh my that... Gosh. Yeah. The Padres are the team that is being highlighted on pitch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, yeah, I, I wish I had a good joke about AJ Preller. But it's, I all, it's also, there is something to be said about the team on pitch just driving themselves into the ground with bad PR. But I don't know what, I don't know what that joke is. Which, which Padres team is more surprising? The fictional team that has a woman pitcher? Or the current real team that, is, that has done all these weird things? <laughs> Good I'm question. Say, Good the question. moment the woman pitcher. <laughs> I don't know I if that actually happened. I would. I'd probably faint dead away. Yeah. And I don't. That's not. I don't faint. I would faint dead away. That's still more surprising than AJ Preller running an elaborate medical record scheme. Is is Mark Consuelos? I know he's on the show, right? Is he? Is he the GM? Because he he definitely has like that nice head of hair like AJ Preller has. I'll say that AJ Preller has a nice little nice little head of hair going on. I uh, think. So. So, I don't think I don't think he's the GM, but he's on the show. No, he is on the show. I'm I'm checking right now. Oh, there you go. Well, I'll tell you this: we were you, someone you can, named Oscar, but I that doesn't tell me who or what he does. I don't believe he's the GM. He uh, he. When we were at the All Star game, he uh, we we talked to him for a thing that we did, and I will just say that is a that is a handsome man. I, I am I am secure yeah. enough in myself to say I'm like oh you're a you are you are a handsome gentleman. So Mark Consuelos, yeah, and, and he was cool. Like he was super cool. Your boy Zach Morris was not cool, but um, oh really? Yeah, Mark Consuelos was cool. I think I think we should do. I think we should just in anything we write, we should just call him Zach Morris. I, I I'm planning on <laughs> played, doing that. To be played by with you. played by Zach Morris. Mark Paul Gossler is a long name to type. Yeah, Zach Morris. Um, that's a good transition into sort of our important question segment that we do here on on the stew and uh, on the stew pod. And I've never done one of these with you, Liz. And uh, Chris and I often just kind of venture down a path of, of nonsense um, uh, that often goes into, into pop culture. So I think uh, I think we can we can kind of do some things there in a sort of getting to know Liz kind of way, but also in just a you know fun things to talk about because we've been on TV. I know you you are uh, you know interested in TV stuff. So what is the one show you've watched this summer that has impressed you the most? Uh, I watched. Bojack Horseman. Ah, I've heard good yes. things. It's really good. It's it's surprisingly dark. It's dark. 
uh, at times and not and uh, not sitcommy funny like you'd think. But by far, that's when I think I, me and my boyfriend sat and gobbled it up. We could have gobbled it up in two days if we hadn't been in the middle of a move. We still have like five episodes left in the the most recent season, and I. You know, we have nights where we're not doing anything and we could watch them, but I don't ever mention it because I'm like, no, I want to leave them for a very <laughs> special moment so we don't finish it and then there's nothing left. But yeah, it's it's been super good. It's dark, but it's so funny. All right. I'll have to, I've never watched it. I'll have to check it out. I recently, I just went through, when I was on vacation, I went through Stranger Things, which I enjoyed. Um, I think I, I, I owe Chris a conversation on that one. I'm, I think on the last podcast, Chris and I, we talked about how I needed to go watch Stranger Things, so... Yeah, I, I've given that one. I thought about giving that a chance, but that's not quite my type of show. The only type of sci-fi show I've ever really uh, been attracted to, I think, was The X-Files, and that was when I was incredibly young. <laughs> I was a lot younger when I fell in love with The X-Files. I'm not a huge sci-fi person, but I do enjoy sort of like the 80s style, like kids on an adventure aspect of it. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's what I think I liked it more than more than like sort of, oh, crazy... Um, monsters and stuff like I'm not really into that so much but mm-hmm. um so my next my next question on a on a getting to know Liz type level um what is your favorite album of all time oh my god uh I've listened to so little music recently that I'm not sure not no not not recently you know, tell me what is your no I know but I'm just I I've been on a podcast binge and I haven't, I haven't literally, I have not listened to a note of music voluntarily for maybe a month, um, which is so strange. Um, all time. I listened to a lot of Bruce Springsteen today because that, now that's oh. the only thing I can hear in my brain, but I know that baseball I know. Baseball writer cred right there. I know. Baseball writer credibility. <laughs> when I was, I was literally listening to Thunder Road, typing something out, uh, typing my Dodger story, thinking I have become a cliche. You are, you are the baseball <laughs> I have become cliche. a cliche. Um, oh, I know this. It's uh, the Decemberists. Yeah. Uh, I could name maybe any of their albums be a favorite of mine favorite but it's band. probably i guess we could have just asked who was your favorite band so we could we yeah can, we that can would because i'm thinking Decemberists. albums just like names yeah but the decemberists are my favorite band okay. and that i would works. probably say the crane wife is my favorite album of theirs can i ask you random hip-hop questions like that i do to chris that you would have no answer <laughs> to sure that, that's a, that's an ongoing stupid thing where i'll just be like chris what do you think about whatever and he just has has no idea so <laughs> Go for um it. let's see what could be my random hip-hop question okay who is the who is the better hip hop group, Wu Tang Clan or Outcast? Well, I actually have an answer. That's probably Wu Tang Clan. Am yeah. I correct? I mean, that's not good. That, that, that's a that's a very tough question. I mean, I, I I'm sure it is. I could go. I, mean, either, I could honestly, depending on when you ask me, I could go either way. I mean, the, to me, those are my two probably favorite groups of all time, and and I think they should be, you know, most people's. But um, yeah, whatever. I just feel like Wu Tang Clan has the history. They do, they do. I feel like it's it's almost like to me comparing the uh, the the player who you know really lasted a long time and had some really great seasons and then some ho hum seasons versus like somebody who was just like you know really really solid like MVP level some seasons like every single time out you know but they only played like eight years or something like that you know mm-hmm. but to me that's the difference. Um, all right. 
what is the movie, Liz, that you have to watch anytime you see it on TV? You have to at least stop and uh, you're like, oh, this is on. I need to at least watch 15 minutes of it. The Birdcage. I've never, I don't even know what that is. I've never even seen that, Liz. The Birdcage? No. Are you kidding me? That is, that, I, I had a conversation with someone about this recently. It's Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. It's uh, an adaptation of La Caja Fall. It actually, some earlier this year, I think it was the, the 20th anniversary of its release. Uh, I think it was released in 96. But yeah, Robert Williams, Nathan Lane, for anyone out there who might not know, um, they're a, a, a gay couple. They have a son <clears throat> who uh, wants to marry um, the daughter of a conservative senator. And so they have to pretend to be straight. And it ends up with Nathan Lane dressing up in, in drag, pretending to be the mother. It's it's one of the funniest movies for my money of all time. I love it so much. And anytime it's on, I have to stop and watch it. All right. That, that, uh, that's, that sounds like something I'd want to watch. So maybe I should, I should dig that you out should and watch find it. it. It's, I think it's on Netflix still. Okay. It, I mean, it's, it's just so funny. My answer to that question is either major league or Ferris Bueller, by the way, in case. Oh, those are both yeah, solid yeah. answers. Those and I answers. will, to be honest, watch them almost anytime. Yeah, yeah. But that's a good one. I'm glad that I'm glad that you're going beyond sort of like anyone who, anyone listening to me at this point, be like, Oh yeah, major league. Of course he said that. But you gave you gave the people is an answer that, that they would not have expected. So, well, for I will also stop and watch Bull Durham anytime. There you go. Because that's that's no question my favorite baseball movie. Do you? Um, I think Chris and I are going to have to make an NFL bet on the podcast next week. So I'm <laughs> strictly asking for your opinion here. And I don't I don't care how much you do or do not know about this subject. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Still want to know what you think. All right. Are the 49ers, the team that I root for, going to win more games this season than the Chicago Bears, the team that Chris roots for? Uh. <laughs> I don't even know the answer to this question, Liz. So that's why oh, um, since you're asking me, let's say yes. Yes, okay. If Chris was asking me, I cannot tell you what my answer would be. It would probably be no. Well, <laughs> they would probably be yes, gonna, the Bears will win more games. We're going to have to make a bet of some sort, I think, so. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but uh, it may become I'm something an, that we do. <laughs> I'm an Eagles fan, so I don't have to take part in this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have your Chip Kelly now, so. Uh... <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Please have fun. He, he belongs to us. He was uh, he was an unmitigated disaster for I'm going to say three quarters of his time in Philadelphia. So. <laughs> I was not able to get a good picture of this, and maybe I can if he if he wears it again. But I, on Monday Night Football, man, he looked like – because he had, like, the black Niners hat on with the red logo and the black Niners, like, kind of jacket with the, with the black logo. And if mm-hmm. he had, like, a, a silver mask on his face, he would look like Cobra Commander, I thought. Like, like pudgy <laughs> Cobra Commander. I always feel like he looks like a – have you ever – when I was young, my parents showed us these because they thought we'd think they were the most amazing things ever. But he looks like a thumb from like the movie Thumb Wars. They just had a movie of this dude with like a thumb with a face on it, and they would all just like do classic movies. It's the most ridiculous thing, not even funny. But every time I'd see him on the sidelines, I'm like, look, it's it's you know, it's Eagle's thumb. <laughs> that legitimately made me laugh. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's a that's a good point at which we can end. Uh... Thank you, Liz, for joining us. Um, normally, normally Chris has a job at the end of the show, so I'm going to have you do it. But I'm going to have to tell you what it is, sort of, because All right. you know. So your job, Liz, is to tell people that they need to go onto iTunes and rate and review the podcast. So I can on. do that. Yeah, do it. Do I do that right now? Yeah, right now.
Okay. Everybody, please go on to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. It really helps us out. It helps people find us. Yeah. Give, it a, give it a good solid end. Like right now? Yeah, Thanks right now. Right now. No, no, Thanks. no. I mean the other part. I, I do the end, Liz. I do the end. Oh, the end. Oh, I'm so yeah, sorry. So you have to do like a, so go rate and review us right now. You know, something like that. All right. Well, then exactly what he said. Go rate and review <laughs> us right now. Stop what you're doing. Unless you're in the car driving, please don't stop if you're in the car driving. Uh, this, this this is my favorite part of the show where we just evolve into madness. So, <laughs> thank you guys for sticking with us. We appreciate it, Liz. I hope I hope I uh, hope you had fun with me messing with you for a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, it's been the Stew Pod, everybody. We'll be back next week with more. Keep your eye on Big League Stew, of course, for all kinds of baseball stuff as we uh, get closer to the postseason. I think it's going to be great. And watch our crew, you know, as we as we follow all the news for you. And uh, keep you here on the Stew Pod. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Oh, if Chris was here, he's supposed to say bye-bye, everybody. So we do that. Bye-bye, everybody.